On this show, nothing is ever quite good enough. We can't help ourselves. Battery life can always be longer. Load times can definitely be shorter. And in the case of this week's episode, the clear, crisp audio can always be refined just that little bit more. AudioTech is every bit as much a gadget as your Xbox or Surface Pro and really transcends so much of our gear because at the end of the day, what good is a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray if you can barely hear the action on the screen? It's time to deep dive the world of the aptly named and priced high quality audio world. While trying not to spend our entire year's budget in a single episode of browsing and possibly wishful thinking. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. And we are here this week to uh, ask the question, what the thing about high-quality audio is. And uh, on that early bombshell, I'm almost immediately going to hand it over to my two co-hosts here, because as you may remember from a previous episode on vinyl, this is where I like to think I know what I'm talking about, and in five to ten seconds realize I am way out of my depth. So I will instead tee it up in a way and say, uh, Eric, starting with you. Sure. Uh, for me, who fancies himself, you know, all things tech and gadgets, but just not in this space, because um, I hear you talk about high quality audio or high quality audio equipment, and like that's an sure. investment that you make, and it's it's a passion of yours. But what does that to you? What does that actually mean to me? Like, what is what do, when you say high quality audio or high quality audio right. equipment? What are you actually talking about? Not just I'm assuming it doesn't just mean you paid more for it. Right. I mean, I'm sure you did, but there's more yes, to it than just the price tag. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess l- let's start at, you know, pun intended, pun not what the source. So, um, so basically when you're the way that most people listen to their audio, the most, the way most people do that now is whether it's a podcast like us, you know, like, and subscribe or you, um, or you're listening to your streaming music, you're going on Apple music or Amazon music or whatever your flavor is that you like, you're listening to streamed audio. That's what they call it's compressed. So if you don't know what that means, when audio is recorded, it's everything's recorded over the microphone. Basically every possible sound frequency that can be recorded is, is recorded as much as possible on the master recording. They take that master recording, they edit it, they put it together, they create the music, the songs that you love that is sent out to these companies that then put it on CDs or into streaming music and to make it vinyl or vinyl, whatever. Yes. (laughs) I had to, (laughs) you know, and and vinyl is very much uncompressed audio. It is analog audio. It's an exact copy as much as possible pressed into that vinyl. So when you're listening to it, it, you get all the fidelity that you would get from the master recording you know, as much, pretty much as much as possible. It's very high. You're, you're going to, you're going to hate me for this, but I'm going to do it early. So sure. in the context of like, when you talk about vinyl being audio, I'm sorry, analog. So I also hear this term lossless thrown around a lot. Yes. Would that be considered a, a lossless it, format? It is, or I no? mean, I think there are limitations to vinyl because basically if you don't know how, how vinyl is made, they, it's basically a groove in the record has the waveform of the mm-hmm. audio basically carved into the into vinyl it. and then it's the pressed. needle bounces in between that little in that channel back and forth and it kind of recreates that wave Got it. that then plays out for you so there are probably limitations in the pressing of the 
quality of those channels. He wouldn't go so far as to call it loss. Yeah, there's probably, you're still not, you know, the I'm sure I'm mixing, recordings. I'm sure I'm mixing my terms there. But, so, you know, uh, you, yeah. you're getting the point across, though. I get what yeah. you're saying. There's probably, it's probably not, vinyl is probably not necessarily like. By definition. The ultimate in sound quality. I mean, it sounds great. It sounds very warm. It's very good. There's probably still some loss between a master and the vinyl. You know, nobody gets to listen to the master recordings, but in the form of how we listen to it today, most people are going to be streaming that audio. So what they do is they compress it. So they take the frequencies at the very high end and the very low end, and they just take them out. Mm -hmm. So you get the stuff in the middle, which is primarily what our ears can hear anyway. And that saves them a lot of data when they're streaming that across the line to you to listen to on your phone. Um, you know, your a word device that I can't see in this room because she'll start talking to me, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, so they, they compress it all down. So you are not by definition when you're listening to your standard streaming services, getting lossless or even necessarily high quality audio. There are several services now that let you enable higher quality audio, like Apple lets you turn on a higher quality version of it, Mm -hmm. which is what they call a 256 kilobyte per second, you know, like that's the amount of information they're giving instead of like, you know, 128, you're getting double. So you're getting higher quality. It's still not the full, what they call lossless quality, which is a little bit of a misnomer because it's still compressed. It's just, they're saying it's lossless compressed, which means they're, they're compressing it, but they're not taking out any of the frequencies. So you're supposed to be getting as many of the frequencies as possible in a smaller package. There's still some loss, of course. Right. And part so, of that is so that it's compatible with like the most types of headphones for people. Correct. Like, well, well, yeah, the like, most types of the players is what mm-hmm. it is, like how you're playing it. So, right. um, so then, you know, the way that I like to listen to mine, the way I like to get my songs is either lossless or uncompressed wave files, which is okay. not a lot of people are going to do that. They're enormous. Like they're like a, an uncompressed wave file. Like if we talk for, you know, 10, 15 minutes on this and take a look at our uncompressed wave file, it's going to be 60, 70, 80 megabytes in size. It's huge mm-hmm. for, for a single song. For what it file. is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, very big when you've got a whole album full of those, you're, you're ending up with hundreds and hundreds of megabytes of size for a single album. I, I have, I have an external hard drive for my uncompressed music that I use. And then, So if you've got that, if you're into it like I am and you want that highest quality music you can get, you then have to take that from your computer, the way I listen to it, and get it to your ears in a way that preserves as much of the quality as Mm -hmm. possible. And the way that you do that is with a high quality, what they call a DAC, which is DAC, which is a digital analog converter. So it basically takes the digital ones and zeros of those lossless files and turns it into analog waveforms that can then play into your ears. So there's a company that I, and again, not sponsored. There's a company that I really like. I am not going to say their name out loud on our podcast because we could get flagged for it. Really? The the spelling of the name is S C H I I T. And it's pronounced exactly the way you'd think it is because they make a joke out of all of it. Right. You know, they'll release something new and they'll say this, their name is bananas and like that kind of stuff. Like they make jokes out of the name of the stuff and it's really, it's affordable, high quality audio. So look into it if you're looking to get into this sector because they have DAX and they have the next thing in line before your headphones. So you've got your computer with your wonderful files on there that then 
goes into through a USB cable or a digital, you know, uh, fiber optic cable, if you've got that on your sound card, whatever you've got to deliver those ones and zeros to the DAC, that DAC converts it into analog audio. You then need to put it into an amplifier, a headphone amplifier, to then get it to a sound level that you can comfortably listen to and hear everything. Um, and that company offers those as well. There's a lot of companies that do. So you have that, and then your headphones plug into that. Um, right. So... And then the next phase is your headphones. And that was this is the last thing I'll talk about. You can tell this is a passion of mine. I, I've got all of this stuff. So there are plenty of headphones out there. You know, you grab the ones that used to come in the box with your Apple devices or whatever. You get the little white ones you put in your ears. Those are what they call low impedance headphones. Okay. So impedance is basically the resistance, how much electricity needs to push through that line to get the audio to your ears. So your low ears. impedance takes less um, energy to get the yep. sound to a level that's listenable. And then they have high impedance headphones, which are the ones I'm wearing right now from a company called bear dynamic. Again, not a sponsor. These are 600 ohm. Headphones. At least you can say the name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's <laughs> these are 600 ohm headphones. They're the pro level headphones. So the, the normal ones that you'd get are anywhere between 20 and 32 ohms. And the ones that I'm wearing are 600 ohms. So basically they take a lot more energy to get the music or whatever to a listenable level where you can hear it. Mm -hmm. And the reason that that would make a difference to people is the, it's the amount of coils of wire that they put in and the, the size of the wire that they put in the, the headphones that move the magnets that make the sound waves go into your ears. So yeah. the more of the, the way that they make these high impedance headphones, it's more precise the way because there's they take more energy to drive they're more precise so you get more precise audio when you listen to it again i probably with my we've talked about in the past with me being an old like i am my ears probably <laughs> can't necessarily hear all of those frequencies right. anymore like i used to mm -hmm. i still enjoy the act of going through all of this stuff and oh, yeah. doing it the way i like it but it, it's you know most people probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference between a 250 ohm headphone and a 600 ohm headphone or even right. a 50 ohm 60 ohm you know good size headset that you get because bear dynamic does lower impedance headphones as well in the same model in the same price you can get all three of their models of these dt770s that i'm wearing now they're low impedance which i think are 32 ohm and they have a 250 ohm and a 600 ohm they're all the same price it's literally right. what you want to what you can drive. They want to mm -hmm. present you with the options so you can use the same one across the board. So the 32 ohm DT seven seventies, you can plug into your phone um, directly into your phone and listen to them at a comfortable level. The two fifties, you can't do that. The six hundreds, you obviously can't do that. You need a, right. a, an amp to drive that. So all of that said, you get all of those things together. If you are, if you love music, if music is like a part of your soul and you want to listen to every bit of that music in the highest quality you can, I highly suggest getting all of those things in that chain I just described. Uncompressed or lossless audio into a really good DAC, into a really good headphone amplifier, into a really good set of headphones. Doing that, you will hear things in your favorite songs that you've never heard before. And it's a completely different experience. You hear this, what they call the sound stage is much different when you listen to it that way. It makes it feel like the music is all around you rather than just in between your ears. It like, mm -hmm. it really expands that, especially if you get into different headphones, they have headphones that are closed back, which hold all the sound near your ears. And then they have open back headphones that have actual airways 
from the outside in. So you could technically hear noise from outside all the way into your ears. But what that does is it opens up the sound stage and makes it so you can hear and feel the music all around you rather than just in between your ears in your head. So yeah, and I think part of it is 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 like acquired, right? Like you may not hear right away all the differences, but the more like you're you're yeah, if putting you, those sounds you, in your ears. If you grab all of those things that I just mentioned mm. and sit down with your favorite album of all time, a really high quality copy of your favorite album of all time, and you listen to it from front to back a couple of times with that setup and just really listen and really take it all in. Mm-hmm. And then you go listen to the same album on your phone again with your with your cheapy, you know. Came Apple in the box headphones. headphones. <laughs> yeah, you, you you will absolutely hear the difference in the audio. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, oh my right. god, it's, it'll sound muddy. It won't sound as full. You won't hear all the little nuances and the voices and the instruments and things like that that you would hear the other way. And again, this doesn't matter to a lot of people. A lot of people just want to listen to their favorite song and hum along True. and tap yeah. their foot, and it doesn't matter to them. But there are definitely there's people out there that you know love music so much they want to hear all the bits and pieces of that experience and that's in the that's the the best way that i can get it and the company that i mentioned earlier you go on their website they have a they have a 99 dollar dac that's really really good that can go into a 99 dollar headphone amplifier that's really really good so you know 200 dollars to get those two pieces of equipment and then you spend a couple hundred bucks on a really good pair of headphones you're talking about 400 dollars. that's a cheap that's in this world that's extremely inexpensive because you can go, speaking. you can go sky is the limit. They have amplifiers, headphone amplifiers that you can get that cost tens of thousands of dollars for a headphone amplifier. Just for the amplifier. Just for the amplifier. Right. They have, they have DACs that cost the same amount that, you know, we're talking even, even this, the company that I mentioned, they have head tube headphone amplifiers. So like, you know, Cody, you, you're a guitar guy, you have tube amps and, and, you know, tube screamers and things like that for your yeah. pedals. It, those, those glowing vacuum tubes, they have those that stick out of the top of your headphone amplifier and glow as you use it. And you, you can change out like, oh, I want a different type of sound from my headphone amplifier. You can pull those tubes out and slot in tubes that you buy from, you know, some old antique store that has the tubes for you know and you can get a certain sound quality and all that kind of literally the sky's the limit you can go nuts with this stuff so that's awesome yeah i I love it so i mean i i I, you know we've talked about me being a a snob for this kind of stuff in a couple of episodes before but I, i i mean i really enjoy that stuff so that's really really cool so i guess one thing i'd bookend that bit of it with is if you would each wouldn't mind describing like the setup, like your high quality, if you wanted to listen to high quality audio today, what your setup is and what changes you would make to it, not tens of thousands of dollars. Old, but like, Cause we do this with our gadgets all the sure. time. It's like, Oh, I just yeah. got this laptop. And the one thing I wish it would do was like, if I would have saved up more, I could have gotten blank or yeah. I got you know, so I, from this perspective, applying that same logic chain to this kind yeah. of more fringy but still this is still a gadget to me like this oh, is yeah, still absolutely. electrons flowing through a wire it's a gadget and i just think it's so so interesting yeah i mean i have my current setup is i have my you know my pc with an external hard drive that has all of my um, uncompressed audio on it that i that i've gotten from you know various sources throughout the years there are companies that you can purchase this high quality audio from you can choose to get the uncompressed audio rather than buying the you know the normal mp3s that you would get when buying online there's a few services out there that do it so i've got that sure and i have i have those two that i mentioned i have the 99 dollar dac and the 99 dollar um headphone amplifier right now 
I used to have a bigger one. It just it just took up too much desk space. I just didn't right. have a good listening area for it. So the the ones that I'm talking about from this company are the Magni M A G N I and the Modi M O D I. Those two, that DAC amp combo, they are about I would say it's about three inches deep and about four inches long, and only about three quarters of an inch high for each of them, maybe an inch high. They're very, very small. They're very compact. They fit right on my desk. Both of them stacked on top of each other fit under my monitor. Oh, wow. So they're very, very small, very, and, and, and again, like I said, $99 each, and it gets you into right. the realm of high quality audio for not that much of an outlay, not thousands of dollars. There's no commas in this, you know, anywhere in this setup of mine. So which for high quality audio makes it, you know, a good starting comparatively point. Speaking, yeah. yeah for for <laughs> me if if i had unlimited space if i had a place to set up like a listening station in my house right. where i had like a really comfortable recliner where like right next to it i had like a setup you know what i mean like my right. my dream kind of setup i would have a really good high quality uh turntable with a really high quality grotto cartridge on there for oh, my yeah. records and then yeah. i would also have you know listeners can't see cody just in very nodding, deeply <laughs> nodding along yep. with every single thing Eric's saying. So, so I'd have that. And then I would have, um, th that same company. I really like their stuff. It's by the way, it's American made. Um, they build it all right here. Um, they source as many parts from America as they possibly can. Of course they have to get some electrical comp components from overseas because that's just where they build it. The way it works. Um, yeah. Yep. But they have, they have a really high quality DAC. Um, that's a, a multi-bit DAC, which means it adjusts the um the digital to analog conversion you know it can go all across the gambit it has a much higher fidelity um conversion from there there's basically more lossless you're you're retaining yep. more of those frequencies when it converts it from digital sure. to analog and then i would get one of their high-end um tube amps like i used to have i had yep. i had their um valhalla amp before i think everything's you mm. know norse from from yeah. their from their line from them. so it's you know it had um four tubes in it and it was it was right. just fantastic it sounded so great i think at the time it was like 350 or 400 dollars or something like that and nice. i bought it and i was like i gotta have it and then i'm sitting here with a 400 dollar amp with no space to put it and i ended up selling <laughs> it and yeah. you know that kind of thing so but i would have that kind of a setup and the uh i would buy i would buy a pair of headphones that I just can't afford. They're they're almost a thousand dollars. They're 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 planar magnetic headphones, which is getting really into the geeky level of things. They basically have giant flat plates on them, and they're huge. They're like they're just massive, which is great for my Dumbo ears. But they're like they're really massive, and then those those plates. So they would work move. great for your Cyberman cosplay, right? Exactly. So, so like the headphones that I'm wearing now are large headphones, but they have a, a small, what you know, diaphragm that moves back and forth in there to make the sound right. waves that your ears hear. The planar magnetic headphones have ones that are like the size of an index card. Massive. They're massive, right. and they really and they move a lot, and they take a really good amp to drive them and all that kind of stuff. And they're very expensive. The and, supporting actors right. are rounded. Now, now right. we're definitely into well into comma territory yes. to get to yes. that point. to get to that point. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. we're not. Yeah, it's not like you know five digit after you know total it's you know we're still in the four digit area for mine i wouldn't get the again with headphones you can go sky's the limit of course you know right. so you, you, can get, you can get headphones that are tens of thousands of dollars and i'm just you know i i would not with my ears i wouldn't hear the difference so no. what about you cody what's your what's your setup like currently and your dream so setup? yeah currently it's 
similar, you know, I just have a turntable, a preamp, and like powered speakers, essentially. Sure. Okay. So that's generally how I would listen to, you know, where I'm purposely sitting down to like listen to music and stuff. Yep. And uh, like you, I don't have I don't have all the brands, but I would definitely get you know a uh, a uh, you know an amplifier in there, <laughs> some better yeah. speakers, sure. a nice cartridge on the uh, on the turntable. Yeah. I would definitely do a setup like that. Um, and probably with a comma in it for sure, because they make some nice uh, <laughs> they amplifiers do. Yeah. and stuff. Well, like I mean, that out there. Like the, I love the, that's officially become like our line. It's like, does yeah. it have a comma? You know, yeah, it's, yeah, well, yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> gotta watch those commas. I mean, yeah, Gra- Grotto, again, I mentioned them, they, and you nodded your head. They make really good Fano cartridges for mm-hmm. your, your turntables and things like that. And they have, and this is just, this is the needle. This is the little diamond needle yeah, that plugs in. Yeah, yeah, they have those that have commas in them. And I'm talking five digit numbers with a comma for, for just the cartridge. So yeah, Yeah. you can go again, this is audio sky's the limit on audio there. There's, there are cables that connect your amp to your speakers that have a comma in them. So, (laughs) Oh, I love these grotto. I love the wood that they, Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are the expensive ones. So yeah, Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. We we were just talking in a previous episode about wood grain on a, uh, on, on an Atari. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. So the, yeah, the Grotto funnel cartridges have wood grain, which makes Eric want them. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but is it actual wood grain compared to the sticker that yes, was on the Atari? Actually so. carved. The Grotto ones are actually carved out of wood in, in Brooklyn, New York made right in Brooklyn. So yeah. just curious what you're getting for your money. I'm just yeah. looking out for you there. And Sarge. as we're talking about all <laughs> things audio and we're talking about Grotto, Grotto makes amazing headphones as well from nice. $80 all the way up to with a comma. Oh, so, and I'd like to get yeah. a weight, a record weight as well to put on the. Oh yeah, yep. That's to keep everything table. flat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. What about I you, John? One, you have any? You have any have audio that you wanted? <laughs> well, okay. So, so my whole thing is because my my audio tech is more job focused. I'm not job like just by work, but it's more tactical. So it's like stuff we use for this show or headphones that I right. specifically use when I do my walks in the morning and normally talking Eric's ear off about something work related <laughs> or the show, yep. or if I'm playing, if I'm playing Xbox at night and I don't want to disturb my wife or the dogs, you know, things like that. Um, so it's not, I, I enjoy music as a part of my life, but it's also never been that thing where like when you just, I love the way you describe like a listening station. Like that's a really, yeah. I love that concept that warms my heart to hear you talk about it. It's nothing I would ever invest in. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, there's there are your interests lie in different places. I yeah, get totally. It. Yeah. Well, no, there are countless things I would use square footage for in my house if I had it for, but like that wouldn't even make the list. Right. Because it's just that's where like that's where it ends for me. Um now the one thing I the last thing I wanted to pick your brain on that both answers your question and something else I wanted to ask you was again, going kind of back to the show these setups don't just have to do with listening to music. Like right. this thing we're doing, we're sitting down, we're recording a podcast that some poor soul out there is taking time out of their day to listen to allegedly. That's, that's still an audio medium. That's still a thing yep. that we are recording and distributing and is being listened to. So 
I can't really control what they, how they listen to it, Mm -hmm. but we can always in the interest of evolving and being better, improve the way we record it. I'm sure again, if you've been listening along since episode one, I sure hope you've heard the changes we've already been making uh, because boy, howdy going back and listening to some of those early episodes hurt, Um, but I'm also (laughs) equally very proud of some recent improvements we've made, but because we're us, I, I'm not, I'm never satisfied. I, right. I'll, I always, always want to be improving yeah. and making it better. So my ask and why, what better place to make this ask than while recording the show is right. in the realm of podcast audio. There's, there's stuff that you're telling me about all the time about decks and microphones and cables and things that just can all are connective tissue pieces to capturing better yep. audio that then someone who is using better quality gear on the other end might actually get something out of by listening to our ridiculous voices through some of this higher end gear. So from a capture from the other side of audio, the recording yeah, of the recording it, side, I was yeah. just curious and specifically not music, but you know, spoken audio, like, like a podcast, like what Mm -hmm. talk to me a little bit about some of the gear I know you use as part of our show and changes. I know that you've been talking about making to further improve our setup down the road. Yeah. So I inside the pod as it were inside the pod. Yeah. So I, um, again, I have, I have some serious brand loyalty problems. Like I, I latch onto a brand and I really stick with it. So there is, I a, refuse to call it a problem if the brand loyalty was earned. I'm just throwing sure. that out there. Okay. I am yeah, that way as go. well, but I, I try to be strict about it. it's not just because a really good advertisement told me so I'm human. Right. It has happened, <laughs> yeah. but the ones I stick with through time, it's because of great customer service or just a repeatably good product or something that is just tangibly better than the competition. Yeah. So sorry, yeah, that, so, that, that's a big one for me. Yeah. So, I mean, the company that really kind of gotten pulled me in and it was through, um, I, I used them in college. Um, when I was doing, uh, when I was in film school, we, you know, we had a boom mic, you know, I'm sitting there with a boom mic on my, over my shoulders, holding it over some actors, you know, recording audio with, I had a little, um, digital audio cassette, um, thing on a belt around around my waist with a tape in it that I'm recording audio on and you know staring at the name on the microphone and it's road it's r o d e and they make microphones and they have for a long time and long they're, time. they're they're um they're an Australian company and they're a really really um great company with again like you talked about warranty and brand loyalty being earned their warranties on their microphones are fantastic um you get a year out of the box I think with their stuff but you go on the website and and just fill out their form and it's like three or five years on the microphones instead. And, wow. and, and when you call them for something, they take care of it right away. I had a microphone that I got that was, that had a, a, a dent in the metal grill. And I just messaged them. I was like, Hey, I just want to let you guys know quality control issue. No worries. Microphone works great. This is what happened. And, um, you know, I pulled that out of the box. It looked like this. They sent me a new one. Oh, wow. You know, and said, okay, just put the other one in the box and send it back to us. And and like, that was it. There was no questions asked. They just took care of it. So they're really stand up about it. Yeah. They're really, really stand up about it. So uh, a couple of years ago, I I don't know how many, maybe three years ago now, it was was a few years ago. They came out with, they know that they're big in the podcasting space. A lot of people use their microphones in podcasting because they make a really good, they make really good dynamic broadcast quality microphones, um, as well as um, some condenser microphones that are really good. And so they knew they were being used in the podcast space a lot. So they created the, um, the Rodecaster pro, which is basically, it's a deck. It's like a, um, I don't know. It's maybe a foot, foot and a half long, you know, and a foot deep. And it's got, um, four microphone channels on it. And then it's got a USB channel, uh, a channel for uh, Bluetooth. And then another, uh, connector that you can use for the phone, like a, you know, the three and a half inch, 
or right. a 3.5 millimeter um, jack. So you can mm, you can perhaps. get you can get seven audio sources coming into this thing at once um, from different stuff, and and it has processing built into it, really high end processing built into it for. It's like broadcast quality stuff, Apex yep. chips, and um, they call it, it hilarious. They call it big bottom. Like it, 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 um, <laughs> it increases the, it increases the bass in your voice. It makes you sound more like more radio, more broadcast quality. Um, mm. And, uh, it, and, and all of this is built into a device that was, I think, five ninety nine out of the box or whatever for, from them. And, and it's what I record on. It's what we record our show on. And, you know, as well as using some other online mm -hmm. recording stuff to make sure that we have duplicate recordings and all that kind of stuff. It has little audio channels where I can um, play cheesy um, music and things like that, that come in yep. that John won't let me push the buttons during our podcast. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, they, and they've got, you know, your, your faders and everything for your audio. So you can mix stuff up and down. So you can have four people in the same room on microphones and then bring a couple people in over either computer audio or Bluetooth audio, all that kind of stuff. You can bring multiple people in and just have, it's a great way to podcast. It's, it's yep. all in one. It records right on the device. You put an SD card in the back of the device, hit the record button on the device. It records uncompressed wave files right to the, right to the um, SD card. And then you could plug it into your computer and transfer them from the SD card that way, or you can pull yep. the card out and plug it in however you want to do it. You can also, and, they, and again, Rhodes customer service, amazing. They updated this device as time went on. When it came out, that's all you could do, recording onto the thing. They Or you could plug it in and record stereo from it to your computer. They they turned right. on um, mm -hmm. multi-channel audio recording on this. So now you can record wave files in multi-channel audio. And then oh, wow. when you output that wave file, you get every bit of audio from all the different channels on a different channel in the waveform. So you can separate it all out or... You can plug it into, in my case, a Mac. I can open up GarageBand or Logic, set up all of my channels to match the channels on my board, and then I can hit record in Logic and record on my computer directly from the device oh, and, and, awesome. and everything in a separate separate channel. That's it's really good. Yeah. So I've had this one for two or three years now. Whenever it came, like I got it at launch. I ordered it at launch and waited like two months for it to arrive and all that kind of stuff. I yeah. got it right away and used it for a, a a personal podcast that I recorded for a number of years and then yeah. using it for this one as well. And it, it's worked really, really well. It's great. And then just last week, they finally released the second version of it. So they have the Rode Procaster 2, which is, you know, I'm obviously drooling over at this point. Yeah. I love their stuff. <laughs> um, but the big thing is, so I, I like to use dynamic microphones. And I mentioned it earlier, dynamic microphones basically um, cut out a lot of the background noise. So there's a lot of, it lets you isolate your voice from a lot of the background noise, whereas a condenser microphone picks up everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I like using the dynamic microphones. The problem with dynamic microphones is they take a lot of power to make your voice at a level that you can hear. So you need a really good preamp to allow that, your voice to come over in a good quality. So the thing is I'm using a Rode microphone, um, and it's, and I'm sorry, the device that I'm recording on is the Rodecaster Pro. The microphone that I'm using is a Rode Procaster microphone <laughs> yeah. or Broadcaster. It's, you know, so it's like they've got all these names that are very similar and it's a mm -hmm. little confusing. Right. See the one that I have is the big, long broadcast microphone. They also have what Cody's using is the Rode Pod Mic, mm -hmm. which is a shorter, it's a $99 dynamic microphone that they made specifically to pair they it, they came out the same week that this device came out 
that the that this uh, Rodecaster Pro came out. So they're they're made to go together, and it's just it's a really good microphone, and it has the same kind of sound quality that this one does. So that being said, the dynamic microphones are really power hungry. This Rode, the Rodecaster Pro here, it does not have enough power by itself, right, to drive the microphone. I have to actually plug in what they call a, a microphone activator or a mic booster to the microphone. So my microphone plugs into that, and then that plugs into my um, device, which I then put phantom power over. So it gets a little bit of power to the device and then amplifies it, raises it like 20 decibels without having to use the fader. So it's then in a recordable level, but it's an extra outlay. So you pay a couple hundred bucks for your microphone, 500, $600 for the device. And oh yeah, well you got to pay another hundred or $200 Here's for this mic one. activator and that kind of thing. So it's, you know, all so like that. every other gadget in the world, it stacks. Yep. Quickly. yep. Exactly. Yep. So that being said, Rode heard the complaints about that, that it didn't have enough to drive those things. So the new thing, John, to come back to your question, finally, after just talking and talking and talking, the the stuff for the show that's going to make things a little bit better is I want to get one of those because it they put new preamps, new mic right. preamps in the, the new Rodecaster 2 that power these dynamic microphones they without having to have those anything extra. Yeah. They can drive it no problem on their own. Which so is, as I understand it, the new one's more expensive, as you mentioned. It's $100 it's, more than the original. But it's cutting out some of those stacking yep, exactly. costs. Especially and when you're, one less failure point, it sounds like. Right, especially when you're, let's say, let's say you're going run of the mill. You paid $600, $599 for this Rodecaster Pro, and then you bought, you're going to have four people doing your podcast. So you bought four of those $99 podcast mics, right? And you sit down to record, and you're like, man, I've got all of these channels run all the way to the top. I can't get any more volume out of these channels because they're all the way to the top already. And, you know, then you realize, okay, I got to buy cloud lifters or mic activators for this. Right. It's a hundred, it's a hundred bucks a mic. So now all your mics cost $200 instead of a hundred dollars. And you got to outlay another $400 to get yourself recording at a decent level, you know? So there, the new device instead of 599 is 699. But if you're doing, if you're recording on more than one microphone, you're already saving money from what you would have had to outlay if you were going with the original version. So I guess roundabout way of saying like for our show in the future, we'll be recording on the, the roadcaster pro two at some point here with, you know, them updated. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, since we're recording in different areas, this old roadcaster will probably end up down there with you guys. And then you can both record in the same room sometimes or separate rooms or however it ends up working out and all of these will be connected. So that's where we're that's headed. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, and, and, and what may be my quietest show of record, because all I can do is just help, help along the path. Uh, Cody, do you have anything else to attack on to the end of this one, since it's also no, in your uh, domain? I do. I do like music as well, but Eric is definitely more of an audiophile than, than I am. So no, I think he, he covered it. And you're liking your Rode microphone as well? Oh, I love it. It's great. Yeah. No one has to hear all the ins- extra noises going on in the background. <laughs> there you go, nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's very nice. No, and it's 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 got a good weight to it. It's not it does. heavy, but it's got a like a good weight to yeah, it. Yeah, if it feel for ninety nine dollars, it feels expensive. That it microphone. Does. It feels You're very like, wow. Like very yeah, well put a, together. Like all the metal and everything's really nice. Yeah, they're those are great microphones. We just gotta get John to get one now. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here clutching my 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 beloved razor mic with uh with my with my non audiophile cold dead hands. But right. uh, okay. there you go. I guess with no better way with that bombshell, I think we'll wrap this one up for this week. Um, 
make sure you continue to check out future episodes and hopefully uh, the audio will continue to improve if Eric's efforts uh, continue to play out. And with that, we will catch you next time. Later. Later.